Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I will be sharing with you my Week 9 NFL predictions. We're just about halfway through the NFL season, and it's been very, very interesting. There's been some surprise teams that are doing very well, the Seahawks, my Jets, the Giants, all several games above 500, much better than I thought any of them would be, much better than their fan bases probably thought things would be going. And talk about those Eagles. Fly Eagles fly. They're sitting at 7-0, and the only remaining undefeated team. And then there's the teams that have very much underwhelmed their fans, like the Raiders, who sit at 2-5, and the Buccaneers, the Packers, with established quarterbacks like Brady and Rodgers. You expect more. You really do. But there's still half a season to be played. A lot can change. Getting into my picks, last week I went 8-7. and seven. That's solid, in my opinion. Pretty okay. I'd like to be better, of course, but I'm not going to sneeze at an above 500 record. So, some of the games that kind of surprised me were the Jets. I really, really believed that the Jets were finally going to beat the Patriots. Didn't happen. We'll have another opportunity coming up in a few weeks in Foxborough to end our 13-game losing streak. That sounds so embarrassing when you say it out loud. 13-game losing streak. Just terrible. Then there's Monday Night Football. I thought the Bengals would at least be competitive without Jamar Chase, but wow. It was kind of just terrible to watch. For the Bengals, they kind of got blown out by their interstate rivals. And Tom Brady thought he would rebound, beat the Ravens. He couldn't, and he's lost the division lead and his wife in the same week. That's a pretty terrible week for Brady. But the first game here in Week 9 features the Eagles and the Texans. I gotta go with the Eagles, of course. Sitting here at 7-0. and just incredible. Jalen Hurts has been a standout player both in the passing game and in the rushing game. He's also been effective. And A.J. Brown has proven insanely invaluable for this Eagles team. He had three first-half touchdowns last week against Pittsburgh, which is absolutely crazy. Very dominating performance from the Birds last week, and that's why I'm going to pick them again against the Texans team that's without Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, both out tonight. Then the Colts and the Patriots, give me the Patriots, they found a way to beat the Jets. Their defense was definitely solid, but Zach Wilson throwing the three interceptions kind of played, I don't want to say spoon-feeding it to the Patriots' defense, but there were some wild throws there from Zach, you have to admit. I think they're going to get it done against the Colts because just their defense, it's, it's a very solid, very, very solid group that they have. And Bill Belichick usually finds a way to beat teams if he can, and the Colts are a very beatable team right now with their backup quarterback in, Jonathan Taylor struggling. And just the entire team as a whole struggling. They just lost at home to Washington Commanders. And that's, that's just not a good look. 
Then the Packers and the Lions. I have an upset brewing in this one. I'm going to pick the Lions at home. Aaron Rodgers has now lost four in a row. And the only one that you could justify is that Buffalo one last week. Because Josh Allen and that whole team is on another level. But the three prior to Washington football team, the Jets and the Giants. When you look at the quarterback matchups in that. Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke. None of them even compared to Aaron Rodgers. But each and every one of those three quarterbacks found a way to beat him. And that's part of the reason why I'm taking Jared Goff and the Lions at home. This is a young, young group hungry for a win. And not only are they going to be dangerous in the future with their young pieces, I think since we're going into the second half of the season now, a lot of these young guys have seen a little blip, if you will, of what NFL life is like. Like Amon Ra, Jamal Williams, Hutchinson. And I think they have potential to kind of spoil the party for some teams. Because they themselves, we all know, are very unlikely to be a playoff team with the one win they have right now. But they could spoil things for the Packers, for the Vikings maybe, for other teams in the NFC. So they're definitely a team that I would keep an eye on. Then the Chargers and the Falcons. Gotta go with my man Justin Herbert and the Chargers. The Falcons have looked pretty damn good, I have to say. They're sitting at 4-4. Four and four. And this was a team that people were saying could be bottom 5, bottom 3, even fighting for a number 1 pick, I heard. But Kyle Pitts and that whole team is really impressed. They sit atop the NFC South right now, as crazy as that sounds. Mostly because Brady has just not performed. Or, I shouldn't say that. It's not his fault. He put up 300 passing yards in the last game. It's more been his receivers letting him down and the defense not being what it was. But nonetheless, you got to commend the Falcons for the job they've done. I think the Chargers will win this, but it'll be close. Then the Bills and the Jets. There's no doubt in my mind right now that the Bills are going to win this. And that's not the kind of mindset you want to have from the point of view of a Jets fan. But we sucked last week. Zach Wilson threw three interceptions. There was horrible penalties, one of which threw away a touchdown, a pick six that would have given us a 17-3 lead. We did have manage to hold the Patriots to five field goals, though. So we kept them out of the end zone, the defense did. They sacked Mac Jones five times. And these times that we held them to field goals, we didn't really even let them get a first down. Because so many times the Patriots started in Jets' territory because of these picks that Zach Wilson threw. You know, I could see the argument that the Jets' defense could hold the Bills... To a respectably low number, like 20, 24, something like that. Not crazy. But Zach Wilson is struggling against all of these other teams. So how's he going to go up against <clears throat> go up against the Bills defense, which is a very good defense. Vaughn Miller and a bunch of other pieces like Edmonds. Just, I could go on and on on that team that are going to make life difficult for the Jets. Then the Vikings and the Commanders. 
is the next game. I'm going to pick the Vikings. I have to. I didn't pick them last weekend, and of course they went and beat the Arizona Cardinals. That was very explosive game offensively for both the Cardinals and the Vikings, but more specifically the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, after a little stretch there early in the season where he wasn't performing, has gone absolutely crazy. Lights out from him, putting up insane numbers, 100-plus receiving yard games left and right. And he is an unstoppable weapon for Minnesota. And the commander's defense is definitely questionable, I'll say. I can see the Vikings putting up 30, 40 again in that ballpark. So I'm going to have to say Skull, Vikings, Skull. Then the Panthers and the Bengals. As I alluded to in the opening of this podcast, the Bengals were awful on Halloween against Cleveland. And this is a game I was kind of looking forward to. I didn't really have anything else to watch on Halloween. So what better thing to watch in the Battle of Ohio? It was boring. The first half, the Bengals got shut out, and their offense didn't do much better in the second half. And you can't pin this all on no Jamar Chase, because that offensive line was absolutely atrocious. It didn't even look like they wanted to be out there. They weren't blocking whatsoever. Joe Burrow had to scramble an unbelievable amount of times. It's a miracle that he's not injured after what we saw on Monday. And if they don't improve their offensive line, or if the guys they have right now don't improve themselves, he's going to get injured. And if not that, they're going to continue to lose football games, because when Joe Burrow is scrambling out of the pocket like that, running wildly just to save his life and not get sacked, there's a very small chance on any of those plays that there's going to be a productive pass to an open receiver. And when you can't do that, you're not going to score points. You're not going to win football games. However, with that being said, the Panthers are also not a fantastic team. They traded away McCaffrey. They traded away Robbie Anderson. P.J. Walker has impressed me. But I'm going to say the Bengals rebound some way, somehow at home here. It's And like I said, it starts with the offensive line. Then the Raiders and the Jaguars. This was a tough one for me, but I'm going to go for the Raiders. I have picked the Raiders so many times, and week in, week out, they let me down. They got shut out 24-0. That's right, 24-0 in New Orleans last weekend. And that just makes no sense to me. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams should be a very menacing offense. They just cannot seem to get it going. But I, I'm still going to roll off the Raiders. This is kind of their last shot, because if you're going to go out there, lose to Trevor Lawrence, very young team, don't even have James Robinson anymore. So They do have Etienne, though, so the running game should be still serviceable to good for them. But if the Raiders don't go out here and beat Jacksonville, you can't help but think the season might be over. At 2-6, and six, that's not easy to salvage, especially when you still have games left against the Chargers and Chiefs. Then the Dolphins and the Bears. This is an easy pick for me. Tua looks absolutely fantastic 
since he has returned. I think against this Bears defense, he'll have a pretty easy time. They just gave up 49 points to Dallas. 49, that's the worst performance we've seen from the Bears defense all year. And I think that Tua and Tyreek will take advantage of that. We then move into the 4 o'clock games. Only two of them this week. The Seahawks at the Cardinals. I think this is going to be a fun offensive battle between Geno Smith and Kyler Murray. I say Kyler Murray is going to get the W at home. This is kind of an important game for them. They do trail the Seahawks. It's a divisional matchup. So I think it's pretty vital for the Cardinals to get this win. D-Hop, especially in his first game back, has been really, really good. Very, very solid. And he's going to have to be if they want to win. Zach Ertz is also someone to look at for the Cardinals. Then the other 4 o'clock game... I think this is going to be decided, honestly, by like a field goal. The Rams and the Buccaneers. Two teams going into the year that a lot of people thought could make it far. To be honest, going into the season, I didn't think that highly of the Bucs. I thought they'd have 9-10 wins and win the NFC South just because none of the other teams are performing. But the Rams, I thought they could make it back-to-back Super Bowls if they were good enough, but... They haven't been the same Rams. They'd lost Von Miller. And Stafford... I don't want to blame it all on him. Because it's not all his faults. Cooper Cup really has only been... The one and only receiver... That Stafford has been finding consistently. And they kind of have to mix it up. They have Higby. They have other people... That can catch the ball. I'm picking the Rams... Finally, I am leaving the Brady train. Rams, do not make me regret this. I am putting my faith in you. I think this is going to be a low-scoring battle, opposite what the other 4 o'clock game is going to be. Both defenses, I think, will shine in this game, or more realistically, the offenses will both stink. One or the other, it'll be a low-scoring game. Then Sunday Night Football. The Titans and the Chiefs. These two teams have some history. They've played in playoff games a bunch in the last couple decades. And it's been entertaining. It really has. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill both did not practice today. And that scares me. Because Tannehill did not play last week. And the Titans did get the win. But in that win, Derrick Henry had an insane amount of rushing yards. It might have been close to 200. Something like that. Because Malik Wills only threw the ball 10 times. In his debut. If it was really any other team than the Texans last week, I don't think the Titans would have got the win. And that's kind of my philosophy going into this game on Sunday night. That since the Titans are going to either be without their two most key players or with them playing somewhat injured, I think the Chiefs will capitalize. The Chiefs have looked really, really good. They had that one ugly loss to the Colts. But they've, they've shaped up since then. I can't fault them too much for their loss to the Bills. They're a good, solid football team. Kansas City all around. And I say that they're going to get the win. And the Titans winning streak. Our last and final game is Monday Night Football. The Ravens and the Saints. 
Give me Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Saints have been one way one week, one way the other week. They've been going back and forth here. They just won a game 24 to nothing. But the week before that, they went and gave up 42 points. So you don't know what you're going to see from the Saints. Just about as inconsistent of a team you'll find. Could be amazing one week, terrible the next. Which is a big reason why I'm selecting Lamar. We saw what Kyler Murray, a speedy quarterback himself, could do against the Saints defense on Thursday Night Football. And Lamar is just as dangerous, if not more. Mark Andrews hopefully will play a bigger role for the Ravens than he did in their previous game last Thursday. He only played the first half, only got a couple of receptions. But yeah, Mark Andrews is definitely an important one to watch. And I think the defense of the Ravens will hold up pretty nicely. I don't think they're going to be giving up that many points to Andy Dalton. And that is going to wrap it up for the Week 9 NFL Predictions. Thank you so much for listening. I'm WFA and the Kid.